welcome to Strip Money Conversations. Welcome to a place where anybody can learn and talk about money. Whether you're established or just entering the working world, welcome to a place where our conversations are not based on your bank balance, but based on your unique needs and ambitions. My name is Lungile Mashiro and I am your host and go-to girl with all things money-related. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Strip Money Conversations. And today I have my husband, Mr. Mashiro, back on the show since season one. <laughs> and we decided to share with you lessons from our very first investment property. I think you might think, you know what, Lungile runs a podcast that talks about money all the time. There's no way she can make investment mistakes. Guess what? We've made mistakes with this particular investment, but we've also made some some gains. I think it wasn't all bad. And we thought, you know, when we were chatting about it the other day, we thought, let's bring it to the show. And maybe if somebody's looking at getting into um, investment, property investment in 2023, they might want to hear some of the things that we went through and it might help you in making your investment decision. And you know what? I think property investment is still... A good way to to invest, especially if you look thinking about long term, depending on the strategy that you choose, obviously. And yeah, I'm happy to share our story with you. So welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank you so much, uh, Lungi, aka my wife. Okay. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Um, and yeah, congratulations on making it so far. I think um. You've really had very interesting people and in, that you've brought onto the show mm. that have actually contributed positively to sort of our own investment Absolutely. journey and our financial journey. But yeah, man, well done. Thank you. Um, okay. Are you ready to talk about our first property investment? Yeah. This feels like <laughs> a great, uh, <laughs> but yeah, now I'm ready to sort of, you know, um, give some, some of the insights that we've sort of gone through, um, mm. with regards to investing, um, in property. And I think from season one, when we spoke about some of our strategies in terms of what we want to do in terms of long-term investment and property was one of them. Yes, it was. And I think, you know, when we sort of sat down and sort of decided in terms of how we're sort of going to do this, it was quite an interesting one because we didn't want a quick in and out. Yes. You know, in terms of property, we were looking at long term mm. and what we can do in terms of obviously securing our own future, um, what we can do in terms of being able to have something that will be able to substitute our pension because we're looking at a 20-year investment. And, you know, after 20 years, we clearly, we, we sort of also fairly young and we were looking in terms of this thing would be able to help us one day when we sort of go into retirement and it would be a property that will help us in terms of helping the household income mm. with that rental income. Um, and it's something that appreciates, um, and it's a good investment tool or an investment vehicle. So, um, that's why we sort of chose to go into property, you know, yeah. and also we we were planning to obviously have a big family. So we're looking maybe this also could sort of give our our children sort of a good start in life, mm -hmm. you know. So we're trying to create wealth in yeah. terms of our strategy and why we sort of went to property. Mm, absolutely. And if I think about what we were looking for in terms of um, the ideal property, 
we looked for, obviously, as they say, location, location, location is very important when you're investing in property or even just buying property for yourself. So we were definitely looking for something that was in a good location, close to all the amenities, close to the freeways, close to a school, close to a mall. And we found the perfect place. And this is probably not a strategy, but like, you know, if you, I looked at, would I live here? Yeah. And because I was looking for a tenant who is like me. And the answer was yes. It was like, it had the latest finishes. It looked amazing. And I was like, okay, cool. We are ready to make this investment. And obviously we, we did a lot of research on um the area. Yeah. We did a lot of research on the type of people that rent in that area, mm. the kind of companies that are around there. And what we learned is that that particular area was very big on rentals. Yeah. So it was easy for us to find a tenant rather than it would be to find a buyer for a property. Yeah. So we thought because this is a long-term thing, this is perfect. And the pricing was great. I think yeah. we wanted to obviously take advantage of bank rates at that particular point. Um, we were working for a bank or banks and we, we obviously had uh, a little bit of a discount. So it kind of made sense financially for us. Yeah. And it was also, um, an upcoming area. Mm. A new mall was close by. Um, it was also close to a highway. There was also a hospital across the road. Um, there's also a couple of schools in the area. There's also a casino in the area. So there was a lot of things, you know. Okay. If you live in Joburg, you know exactly where this place is. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's a, and, and, and that's easy access to life, basically, mm. because you sort of close to a lot of things, you know. So, um, and it was a good property, three bedroom property, which mm. also covered or ticked some of the boxes in terms of our research, you know. Um, a bachelor would, was able to live in there, uh, would be able to live in there. A, a couple that's just, you know, moving, moving in together would be able to live in there. And also a young family would also be able to live in there, you know. So it's, ticked all the boxes and made sense for us, you know. Mm. Plus, it came with, uh, you know, a couple of smart things that are sort of, you know, moving up, you know, gas stove, you know. um, Prepaid electricity. Prepaid electricity, things that people are looking for in terms of moving into apartments. So, Mm. it was was really a fairly good investment. (laughs) I still think it is. Um, What are some of the the positives that that, that we've experienced with this particular investment? So besides that, you know, we took advantage of the bank rate. Um, and that was part of our strategy in terms of let's go in now because mm. we worked uh, for a bank and would be able to get the benefits of a cheaper interest rate. Um, I think the other positive around it was the fact that, um, we also lived in the area or we lived quite close to the area. So we knew that there was a lot of other developments coming through. Mm. So the value of the property was going to be able, was actually going to appreciate in a very short space of time, which it has actually. Mm. So um if we looked at up if we looked at sort of getting out of this investment, it was going to be sort of a good investment because it was going to yield profit for us. Yes. And obviously buying from a developer, um, the costs associated with um buying property would sort of be absorbed. Yes. Um we wouldn't be we wouldn't be have to pay for attorney and bond registration costs. So and that, transfer costs. And transfer costs and such. So that was a good advantage for us in terms of, you know, the positives around this, you know. It was it, it ticked all the boxes for ticked us. Ticked absolutely all the boxes. Maybe we should t- tap into some of the negatives around, you know, just 
purchasing this property or maybe I wouldn't call them negatives. I think it's lessons because yeah. um, we haven't come out of this completely burnt, yeah. I think. <laughs> no, we're not burnt we're at not all. We're not burnt at all. We learned this hard lessons and I think it's what one would say uh, we paid school fees but it's not really school fees because at the end of the day we the ticks that we did and the research we did are still very positive mm. on this property. It's appreciated in value. Well, that's very good. Mm. Um, um, we didn't pay any transfer fees or yeah. attorney fees or some, uh, or those costs. So we sort of obviously paying those costs on our side. Um, there's still demand in the area, which still, is great. There's still demand, rental fairly good, demand, fairly good rental demand in the area. And I think right now with the economy, it's more of a rental, um, economy at the moment. Um, so it's not completely negatives around it, but there are lessons, I Absolutely. think, that we sort of learned. And I think the first big lesson would be the, the agent, you yeah. know. And uh, and before I jump into that, what other lesson, what other negative lessons, or should I say, learning lessons, did you sort of encounter? No, I think I think the the agent is is firstly the one, the yeah. number one, because you know we had done all of our research in terms of you know purchasing. This property location was great. Everything about it was perfect. Now, the next step is to employ somebody who will make sure that you, you get the right tenant for your property. And then also, you know, um, that your, your property is well taken care of. We specifically wanted yeah. to get an agent because we wanted a middleman between us and tenant. We didn't want to build a relationship with the tenant because you know what? You, the moment you, you know, someone, um, the stories you might fall into, like you might want to, like it just becomes so understanding because yeah. at the end of the day, we are human. But if there's somebody in between, you can always try to remain objective, especially when it comes to issues of, you know, rental non-payment, etc. So I think the biggest lesson for me here is, is researching your agent because we didn't do thorough research on our yeah. agent. I think um, we we looked at the fact that, you know, the developer recommended this person yes. and this person was managing a lot more properties in the in the same complex. So it felt like, OK, this person knows this area well. And when I did a quick search on her, she had a lot of other properties that she was managing. Yeah. So for me, like I think her website said she's got, had 17 years of experience. For me, that was enough. I trusted that and, um, and, and I thought that was a good way to go. But I think we should have done a little bit more research into that because, yeah. um, I think a year or two after, um, we we got our tenant in. We started experiencing issues, and the first issue was was during COVID, where a payment was missed. Yeah. And when we tried to reach out to the agent, she was just not. We couldn't find her. She was AWOL. Yeah. She disappeared. Couldn't. She didn't answer our calls. Didn't answer our WhatsApps. Our didn't emails. answer our emails. Yeah. Absolutely quiet. It was COVID, so we couldn't go and find her where she where her offices were because yeah. everybody was working from home. So we were kind of stuck and, yeah. and unaware. And luckily, um, Hinge thought about, let's contact the tenant directly and ask them why they haven't paid. Yeah. And we learned that the tenant had paid. And and I think that it was a big lesson for us in terms of that rental agent um, and uh, and researching around rental agents. You know, you, you take it for granted because we had done so much research around the property and their and the investment itself, we sort of neglected the smaller, finer things. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the rental agent, we did do 
background research, but we never went into detail. We yeah. just did high level, good, okay, managing a lot of properties, got to manage a couple of rental units in the area. So definitely it's a big tick because she knows yes. the area. Um, and, and I think with, uh, with the events that have happened, it led us to looking into this a little bit more, mm. you know, in terms of certain things that need to be done in certain ways, accreditations that some of the agents need to have in terms mm. of being able to be rental agents, you know, and how um, they handle their bank accounts, how they handle their bank accounts and how they handle the deposits and so on, you know, and it, we were sort of left limbo because we never had anywhere to go. We tried the Ombudsman. We tried a couple of avenues and to find that you can't really, we, we, there we isn't much we, we couldn't do. So we, we sort of had to terminate that contract. Um, which we did. Um, and now we sort of now have to sort of deal with the tenant themselves. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. So just for further context, the, the agent came back and told us that she, her account was hacked and all of the, all of the funds she had in there were, were deducted. Therefore she was just stuck. She's going to work very hard to, to pay us back. And when we responded to that email, there was absolutely no communication um, back from her. Yeah. And um, we wanted to find out how long it would take. Why is why if it's fraud? Why isn't the bank helping you? Why isn't the bank reimbursing you? Shouldn't be shouldn't the money be in a trust account and not your personal account? Yeah. What is happening? We never got got any of those answers. So we just decided to take the the investment back into our own hands and deal with the tenant directly, which is something we really didn't want to do in the first place. We still don't have our money up to today. <laughs> we still don't have our money back. Um, and that includes the tenant's deposit. So <laughs> when yep. the tenant leaves, we're going to have to pay back her deposit because she's completely disappeared. 100%. And, uh, and, and, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that um, – when you were doing your strategy and when we were doing our strategy and when we were looking at the pros and cons, we never really thought about this. So it's something that, you know, anybody out there looking in terms of investing in property, make sure that you sort of put this in the back of your mind to mitigate that risk. In the front of your mind, we were shook. We were so <laughs> shaken. We, we couldn't taken. believe it. We were taken. Um, and I think, you know, looking at the, looking at that, what was our second most valuable lesson in terms of buying this investment property that we sort of learned? Um, I think maybe another one would be, it all has to do with research, which is something I always preach on this show, but clearly a lot <laughs> more research needs to be done. But doing proper research on the developer as well. Yeah. So I think we did a good job at going to the physical development and seeing the property, etc., um, but we never really did proper, proper research around the developer. And when things happened, especially after taking, um, um, after getting our keys and, and moving into or being able to now have the property in our hands, um, you start learning because now you get included in WhatsApp groups of the property and the development and the uh, complex and you start learning about a little bit of shortcomings that were mm. there and you know um you start checking your own snag lists and you start checking a couple of things and you only find that when you start taking some of these things back to the developer um they're sort of not interested in helping you out you they're know they're done not, they're done they've sort of completed the complex 
they've completed that the whole development there and they are gone. They've gone. They, they, you know, they, and remember the most of the time in these, um, complexes, the developer points the, um, managing agent, which obviously deals with the body corporate and so on. And to find that the managing agent is also not doing things accordingly to what needs to be done. Uh, and it becomes a bit of a problem, you know. Um, and when we started actually looking deeper into the developer, um, you came across some shocking stuff on Hello Peter. <laughs> we were on Hello Peter one night and we were like, what? You this know. developer does this? And we were so shaken because everybody in the WhatsApp group was complaining about similar things. Yeah. Um, like just shortcuts that were taken into, you know, when they built the properties. But fortunately for us, we were not affected. Our particular one wasn't affected by all yeah. of these things. Yeah. But you can understand that the general mood of the people who are in a complex can affect the value of your property. Yeah. Because, hello, Peter, if somebody's looking at, okay, this this property was built by X and then they see the the comments on hello peter it might actually impact somebody from or just deter somebody from invest from renting your particular property or even buying it if you if you're selling 100% so if you're looking to sell people do background research mm. in terms of and if they see those kind of things they're going to start questioning the property in particular Itself, that they want to want to buy so it might push away buyers mm. um and I, I think you know having to research or do proper research around the developer, you know, I think one needs to sort of look into their history, mm. understand and check what other developments have they done and are those developments still in good running condition? Yes. What are the sort of the general comments or the general feel around those mm. um, the developments that they've done in the past in terms of you trusting that developer? So yeah. having um, a developer that you can trust and that one that you've done research and them having a bit of history will help a lot. So that's the second lesson that we had learned mm. um, in terms of this particular investment. And I think, what other lessons have we learned? Um, I think everybody starts, you know, when people talk about investment properties, the biggest issue that they have would be the tenant. Yeah. And I think for us, was, that was, I think there would have been a third sort of, not a, it, it, and it's and it's and it's the other way around. It's it's not our first headache. It's, yes. I, I'd say that was our third lesson. Yeah. In terms of, you know, being able to understand certain things. Mm. Um. And, and yeah, it's there was a lot that had to play into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think just by virtue of the person who managed the property letting us down. And us deciding to take on this project on our own because we were, we were hurt, man. We just were like, okay, let's just do this on our own. Um, there were some lessons that came into that in terms of the relationship that you have with your tenant and yeah. making sure that it remains objective. Because I think post COVID, we, we were looking at this investment and, you know, it was still doing well. The property had gained a lot of value, but we were reassessing whether this is still the right investment. Um, a lot of research came out at that point that a lot of property buyers, there was a, it was a buyer's market at that point. Mm. And a lot of property buyers are now not looking at buying at, um, buying apartments. And they were looking at freestanding homes with gardens, et cetera, because imagine being locked down yeah. for 21 days or however long it ended up being in a closed, confined space when you couldn't go out. So we started exploring the option of maybe we should change this investment, especially because it's in the positive, into um, a freestanding, you know, dwelling. 
And um, we started communicating with the existing tenant and we said, you know what, we're looking to sell. Um, and, you know, these are the reasons why. Please just be ready for, for us to take action. Somebody will be in touch with you. And, you know, the feedback that she gave us was, oh, no, please, no. I love living here. I want to buy this property. Yeah. And for us, that was a win because we don't have to hire um, an agent to sell the property. She's already in there. So it just made it Things a easy. whole lot easier for yeah. us. And you know what? Two, three months down the line, unfortunately, it didn't happen. We kept chasing. didn't happen. We had to understand, you know, personal circumstances, COVID impacted. So we delayed the decision that we had made personally about yeah. this investment because we were now I guess not being objective in the relationship, we were yep. understanding the other person's scenario. And I guess we're thinking about, um, it's so much more convenient if, you know, the existing person just buys the property. It became more, more emotional. It became more emotional. Yeah. And that's what we were avoiding in the first In the first instance, instance of us yeah. getting a, 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 a rental agent in place. So um, promises were made, property was not, was not bought. And the tenant now is looking to obviously they found a better deal somewhere else, and we could have sold this property yet, mm. you know, a year ago, and we haven't sold the property. The property we've decided to put the property on the market, and we are at a place where, when we were at that point of selling the property, and the tenant promised us to buy the property, we were very in a very good space. There was a lot of demand in the area. Crazy. A lot of demand in the area, a lot of buyers, a lot of people wanting to rent, a lot of people wanting to buy. Price was good. Interest rate was Interest low. Interest rate low. So it was actually a very good time for us to sell at that particular time and shift our strategy. Uh, because in shifting our strategy now, getting a garden unit property um, that's, um, that's not particularly a townhouse gave us a bigger scope. So mm. it will be able to... Uh, close up the gap in terms of, again, uh, a, a, a bachelor moving in, um, a young couple moving in, a young family moving in, but also now we learned in terms of uh, an older couple is able mm. to move in, retired couples are able to move in, and pensioners are able to move in. So the market is, gives you six options um, on the table. So it would be far better investment mm. in terms of us to go into um, but now we're sort of stuck with this property. And again, the disadvantages of not being able to have a tenant, uh, or not at disadvantages of not being able to sell this property is, um, when one is looking at buying a property, especially an investment property, you need to make sure that you can afford the property without the tenant's payment coming in yeah that's a big one because that one month um the tenant does not pay or when the tenant pays late it will definitely derail your budget mm. by a big margin so those are the things that you need to look into and us luckily we haven't found ourselves there yeah but we are seeing some of those shortcomings when they happen when the pen when the tenant pays a bit late we sort of have to fulfill and close the gap in terms of paying the rates on time, paying the levy on time, and so on. But now, with the tenant and the tenant wanting now to soon move out into their own property, now it has sort of left us in terms of we need to start considering if we don't sell this property soon enough, 
we need to get a new tenant in there. Yeah. And I think now we've done the proper research on finding a suitable uh, managing agent that will be able to manage our tenant or be able to scope and look for a tenant for us. So I think those three lessons really, really um, stuff that or things that we sort of opened our eyes after we thought we'd done thorough research. Yes. And I mean, and it's not all bad news. I think <laughs> there's yeah. still some positives. I think because the property is still has gained value in an incredible amount of value in a short space of time is still a big positive. Yeah. The location is still perfect. So our initial research on the actual property that we went into a lot of detail on has bed fruits. Yeah. I think for us, it was just the management of the property yeah. that we, that we didn't um, do thorough research on and that's where the le- the lessons come from but overall if somebody were to ask me or let me ask you was this a good investment I think to be honest it's still a good investment mm. there is still a lot of rental demand in the area only disadvantage at the moment is that there isn't as many buyers because of obviously the economic situation at the moment with the interest rates rocking up high yeah. um, so it's difficult for us to now let go of this property, but I'm sure in the near future we will be able to let go of it. Um, even though we sort of don't find a buyer and keep it for a little bit longer, it's not burning our fingers at the moment. Yeah. So, um, But I think for anybody out there that's sort of looking in terms of investing in property, I think those are some of the things and that you sort of need to look out for. Investing in property is still a good investment, but just make sure that you are able to look at some of the finer details mm. that come in, play it out for yourself in terms of what's involved at every stage, you know, from the bond to the levies, to the tenants, to the managing agent, to the developer, to the maintenance and running of that property, you know, understanding your limitations in terms of what's your responsibilities as an owner, what's the responsibilities of the tenant, what is allowed and what is not allowed. Mm, and be firm on that. 100%. Have it in writing. So those understandings and those researches, uh, that research needs to be done for you to be able to have a successful investment property. Yeah, also, your strategy. Our strategy is to go long term. Mm. Um, there's also different other types of strategies in terms of a flip flips, strategy. 100% yeah. flip strategy. Um, multi-tenant um, strategy where you sort of can make money from day one. Mm. Um, there's obviously A, B, and B strategies mm. that people are doing, but just make sure that you research because some complexes don't allow A, B, and B. It could be security risk. Security risk. So, um, but for us, I think um, it's been a really, really good investment. But I think the question that I want to pose to you that you ask everybody, <laughs> what? what is the one financial term <laughs> that you learned out of investing in property? Oh, my gosh. What is the one financial term? I can't think of one. Really? Is this how people feel when I put them on the spot? That's how, that's how, that's how people feel. Um and I, and I asked you that question because I know what it is and you sort of didn't think about it from top of your mind. But guys, uh, for me, it's rental income on yeah. time. Oh, That's yeah. the one fine. When you get your rental income on time, you are able to fulfill some of your financial needs or financial obligations that you have to that property. Mm. Paying your levies on time. Because if you don't pay your levies on time, you will definitely get penalized. Um, there's interest um, um, charges on that. Being able to pay the bond on time. 
Because mm. remember, that's a long-term investment. You don't want to skip any bond payments. Yeah, because that affects you personally. That affects you personally. Not getting the rental at all will affect you majorly. Mm. Um, you know, so that rental income is quite key. Yeah. So even if you are sort of looking at investment property, look at an area that is very high in terms of having tenant demand. Mm. You know, so and being able to also scale out your rental income, meaning your rental income, look at it year by year. How much can you increase it by? Because that also you need to be careful of. Because you can't increase it by a certain margin every year thinking, yes, I'll do a 10% in year-to-year basis. You need to also look and understand the demographics of that particular area and the value of property and how much other properties are sort of going for in terms of rental. Yeah. You know, because if you sort of increasing your rental income by a certain margin, you're going to end up being too expensive. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So for me, that's the financial term. Okay. I've thought of one and I think it's a, it's a, it, it comes from a lesson with the developer. I think it's, it was our second lesson that we've learned, just researching your developer. I think a lot of the, and the term is food students. And I think Vusi in season one also spoke about food students, but, I remember very clearly that um, one of the reasons that the developer didn't make the required changes to people who are having issues was because they said, when we hand over, it's food suits. Mm. And food suits means that you, it is what it is. Whatever condition you get it, you, you keep it. As long as you've agreed. As long as you've agreed. So when you sign the contract... Understand. Make sure that you've done all your checks on the property. Yes, and understand what are, what those you know, non-negotiables are from the developer. But what I've also learned is that a developer cannot sell you a property footstoots because they developed it. If there are any living issues within that, in the property, within the first, I think, five years, Mm -hmm. you are more than welcome to go back to the developer and ask for those changes to be made or to be fixed, et cetera, especially if they're structural. So footstoots should not exist, especially in a new development. In a in a in an existing development, I'm sure they can, but in a new one, mm-mm. I think if that that is in your contract, that's the first red flag yeah. um, when it comes to that developer. Correct. I think property is still a great investment, and for all the people that are still out there looking into investing in property, all the best. But just do your research. Yeah. Do your research. And make sure you go to the detail. Absolutely. So thank you for joining me on the show today. I think you must come back. I mean, you know, at least once a season. Thank you. And all the best for your future endeavors. Um, I think, <laughs> I think um, this journey that you've taken is really going well. Um, there's a lot of people that you sort of have um, helped out in terms of understanding financial terms and financial language. Those big decisions that happen in everybody's lives. But well done and all the best for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure that you hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment and tell us exactly what you thought. If you want to catch up with us, please find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Strip Money Conversations and we'll be right there.